You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget here on Moody Radio 89.3. So what is peripheral neuropathy? We're going to talk about that today with Dr. Mike Rosenblum, who's chiropractor at Genesis Physical Medicine and Chiropractic in Fort Lauderdale, because it's a condition that many people have and they may not know where to get help. So let's talk about that today. I know Dr. Mike has been in this profession for over 30 years and is excited to help people find a better way to do life, business, family, and health. Mike, thank you so much for joining us in studio. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. So what's the English term for this? So we don't have to say this the whole time. <laughs> All right. So so the word peripheral means sort of away from or on the outskirts. And then neuropathy is made up of two words, neuro meaning nerve and pathy being a condition. So it's a condition that affects the nerves that are on the furthermost parts of your body, which is typically your feet and then your hands. All right. So what is the condition, though? What are some of the symptoms of this? So basically, some of the symptoms of peripheral neuropathy include most commonly numbness, tingling, burning, too much sensation, a lack of sensation. Essentially, you can think of the nerves as just not functioning properly, and it's extremely frustrating. I hear patients say, I feel like I'm wearing really tight socks on my feet, but I'm not wearing any socks, or I'm, I feel like there's ants crawling on my legs, but there are no ants on my legs. So it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a frustrating thing when our nerves that we often take for granted malfunction in such a way that the, our eyes and our, 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 our experience deceived us from, from being what's, what's really happening. So what causes that issue? I know, I mean, the central, you you got the spine. That's where everything's going at, right? Is that the main reason for this or is there other reasons for this? It's a great question. So ultimately, everything that has to do with human function begins and ends in the brain. And so neuropathy affects the tiniest little nerves and blood vessels that are the furthest away from the brain. Um, and, and so what happens is they start to essentially become damaged. They, be, they start to malfunction, secondary to inflammation. There's a few conditions that are related to neuropathy. There's actually over 100 different causes. But I would say that the top three are probably diabetes. Diabetics, uh, uh, unfortunately, suffer from neuropathy. That's actually a term, diabetic neuropathy. Mm-hmm. Also, patients that are experiencing treatment from cancer therapies such as chemo or radiation, you know, you're trying to beat the cancer, but at the same time, it's a very toxic process. And so sometimes that toxicity damages some of the very small nerve endings in the body. And then lastly, there's a whole slew of hereditary factors, genetic disorders, environmental exposure. So there's lots of different reasons why somebody could develop this, uh, this terrible condition. And is it something that people tend to then live with for a really long time? And what are some of the ways you can treat it? Well, that part is the most challenging part. Um, The reality is, is that medically, clinically, surgically, there are very little things that are available to patients suffering from neuropathy. Majority of patients will go through a process of going to see their primary doctor who will do some sort of testing and from the history say, okay, yep, seems like your nerves aren't functioning right. Uh, You've got neuropathy. And so at that point, they may be referred to a neurologist who will confirm that. But then at the end, the traditional methods are the prescriptions of a couple of different medications, such as maybe GABA. Gabapentin or Neurontin. 
The problem with that is they're often ineffective. You know, there's a small percentage of patients that respond favorably, but majority don't because those medications are actually not designed for neuropathy. They're epileptic medicines. And so and so there's a there's sort of a disconnect and it's I'm sure frustrating to the medical community uh, to to have cases where they have a patient with a condition that they pretty much don't have a protocol to attend to. And so oftentimes patient will be prescribed maybe antidepressants or another medication to try to reduce the symptoms but never really address the cause of of the problem. Is this a – am I constantly feeling this tingling, these ants? Is it a constant or does it come and go? Yeah, it's, it's really complicated. If I see 100 different neuropathy cases, I may have 100 different presentations. For some people, it's typically worse at night. For some people, it's constant. Uh, many patients, for example, are afraid of falling because as they walk, they can't feel the ground. So imagine not being able to feel where your foot lands. Right. And so the fear of falling, I would say, is the number one concern that most patients have. Now, on a more serious note, advanced cases of neuropathy unfortunately result in amputation. Mm. And so that really, you know, if an area of the body is not getting proper nerve supply or proper blood supply, it dies. It's Mm. it's just that simple. Eventually gangrene sets in and, uh, you know, there's difficulty healing. Imagine that you can't feel the bottoms of your feet. You slice your foot. You may or may not know it. Mm. That area becomes infected. And now it's difficult for the body to heal because it's not getting the proper oxygen and nutrients that you and I take for granted that are happening anytime we have a little minor cut in our hands or in our feet. Mm. So it it really varies. Uh, There are very mild cases that a patient may have been suffering from for years. In some cases, it becomes really severe. It's important to note that there are three different types of nerves in the body. There are nerves that feel. They're called sensory. There are nerves that do. They're called motor nerves. And then there are also the nerves that we simply don't control. They're called autonomic. And neuropathy can affect any one of those types of nerves. Mm. That means that the variety of symptoms is not just always uh, have to do with how things feel, but even an inability to function properly. Things like foot drop, for example. I don't know if you've heard of where a, a person has an inability to walk properly. So instead of being able to walk by dorsiflexing or lifting the front of their foot, they actually have to lift their leg from their hip in order to take a step. So there's lots of different things that result in some degree of nerve damage, and we broadly categorize them under the blanket of neuropathy. Is carpal tunnel part of this? That's an interesting question. Carpal tunnel is actually a compression of the median nerve, which is a nerve in the front of the hand, as it travels through the carpal tunnel. There's six tunnels in the wrist, and one of them is the carpal tunnel. That is not a neuropathy because, or I, I guess you could you could generally say, sure, that that could be a neuropathy, but carpal tunnel may have a solution by relieving pressure in the carpal tunnel. That's what carpal tunnel surgery is when they cut the the tendon of Mm -hmm. the tunnel. And oftentimes, even by helping reduce irritation of the nerve root near the spinal level, we can have resolution of carpal tunnel symptoms. So that's that's actually a really good question. Hmm. Is this an age... Sorry, Bridget. (laughs) Is this an age issue? Are we just talking about those who are elderly or is this a problem for anybody? Predominantly the elderly, for sure. I would say majority of cases are patients 55 and older. I was really heartbroken to see a, 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 have a young patient in my office who's 24 years old, a beautiful young lady who is uh, suffering from neuropathy. I saw a gentleman about a month ago who was 40. To me, that's very, you know, those are very young. But I'd say the majority of patients 
are in their, I would say maybe in their 60s, and they started to notice it. And it's, you know, patients uh, <laughs> utter to themselves the five most dangerous words in health which are maybe it will go away. Mm. And so we wait six months and a yeah. year, and now you've had it for three years, and it's progressed in nature and becomes much more uh, difficult to reverse. And so that's why in our office we're so, we're so happy to be able to at least offer hope. Um, and, and I think it's, it's really critical for people to understand that any health problem that they're experiencing, whether it's a problem with their nerves or problem with any single part of their body, Early attention, early action is really the wise thing to do. Uh, problems don't just naturally go away. They tend to worsen over time. So right. regardless of what the health concern might be for a person, we always encourage your listeners and our family to go see somebody. Go go get the opinion of an expert. Get the advice. If you, if you don't get the answer that you were hoping for, continue to search. But it's our duty, I think, as believers to be really good stewards of this temple where the Lord lives um, so that we can be available to serve, right. you know? Mm -hmm. So what type of uh, help are you trying to offer at your office with this issue? So the very first thing I must uh, uh, disclose is that we cannot help every single case of neuropathy. And so for that reason, we offer a, a nerve damage screening to patients who come into our office in order to be able to run some highly specialized tests and make a determination as to the amount of nerve damage that exists. Based on that evaluation, based on the history, sometimes we may even evaluate the spine, which is where a lot of the nerves in the lower back or hand, um, uh, lower back, the, the nerves in the lower back radiate down to the feet, the nerves in the neck radiate out to the hands and fingertips. And so we sometimes will evaluate the spine to confirm that there isn't any type of compression or nerve damage at the spinal level. But once we do this evaluation, we actually have designed a program along with a cohort of doctors from across the country where we provide the patient with medical equipment to be used daily in the comfort and safety of their own home because the fight against neuropathy is not a simple one. I don't think there's any magic treatment that we could render over the course of a couple of weeks and make it vanish. But for those patients who qualify, we give them the right type of medical equipment and tools to treat at home daily. And then if appropriate, we'll also recommend some in-office treatments. Um, red light treatment, things like that. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, yeah, here? Okay. absolutely. We use two medical devices. One device is uh, is used actually for in uh, Cancer Research Centers of America. It's a device that helps the neuromodulation of the nerves. It operates at a certain frequency. And so those nerves are stimulated daily for a period of about 30 minutes. That's one of the devices that we use. And another is not just a red light, but uh, infrared technology has advanced tremendously in the last few years. What used to take us to two hours and 15 minutes to treat in order to accomplish what the desired treatment time, uh, we can now accomplish in 60 seconds. So the technology has advanced. There are experts around the country who study wavelengths and who study light therapy, and it's unbelievable. So that coupled with some nutrients, oftentimes we may have a topical treatment. We use anti-inflammatory fabrics in order to help reduce inflammation. So it's almost like mm. here are all the tools that we are aware of that exist uh, today, and we provide those to the patient because it's a fight, but it's a fight that we can win. Mm. You know, you hear the term in sports or whatever, they had a stinger or something like that, and they, they go, <laughs> something happens where they feel this tingling or this numbing sensation, yes. ice and heat. How long, you know, 
do I go with this, this I'm icing it or I'm he- putting heat on it or whatever until I say, okay, this isn't fixing the problem. How, do, how long do I go before I say I need to go get some help? Like mm, you talked that's about. A, that's a great question. <laughs> you guys are awesome. <laughs> um, so, so first of all, uh, neuropathy is a chronic progressive degenerative condition. That means it stays, it doesn't go away with time, and it typically worsens over time. What you're describing regarding a sports injury, first of all, I would say that within 48 hours, whatever trauma a person sustains, if it doesn't improve in terms of mobility, probably not a bad idea to go get it evaluated. And uh, But that's a general rule. Sometimes you have an injury and you immediately know something's wrong. You may have a fracture. You may have a sprain. You may have a strain. It, it really is, is hard to tell. But for, for the regular weekend warrior or regular person that doesn't have the world's greatest health care at their fingertips, I think the idea is that if you endure any type of an injury and within 48 to 72 hours, it's not just naturally getting better. It probably is a good idea to at least begin the process to say, let me just go get this thing checked. Mm. Because what happens over time is we tend to guard areas and not use them. Say, I hurt my shoulder. And now I say, well, if I don't move my shoulder, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> if, you, if you don't move your shoulder for a couple of months, now you've got a frozen shoulder. Yeah. And now that's a whole different set of problems. Mm. So I, I do think I'm a I'm a early intervention guy. You know, if my if my car check engine light goes on, I'm going to the mechanic this week. Mm-hmm. But we ha- we tend to take care better care of our things than right. we do our bodies. Mm. Ma'am, how long have you had this problem? Oh, about three years. Well, if my check engine light was on, <laughs> three years. that yeah. would never happen, right? right. So, mm-hmm. so I think it's important again to uh, to just be mindful of uh, our responsibility to not not just towards our families, but even towards ourselves. I, I feel that many uh, adults and you know moms have a tendency to position themselves last and dads have a tendency to position themselves last and I often try to remind them what happens in your family if you're impaired I tell my wife I'm like honey you can't ever get sick if you get sick for two days we have a nuclear explosion go off in our house nothing works you know? right yeah. so um so yeah so I, I feel like it's it's really important to Continue to seek, you know, just because you went to one doctor and you weren't able to have a good uh, resolution or a good outcome. So what? That person did their very best. Continue to seek. And then eventually you hopefully find uh, solutions. Mm. Well, this has been helpful and really eye-opening a lot of different areas. Although we've been talking about peripheral neuropathy, there's many different directions I think your advice can help us with. And if you want connections or want to get linked to Genesis Physical Medicine and Chiropractic Office, we've got a link to them at ericandbridget.org. All right. Thank you for coming in and Mm -hmm. encouraging us, but also informing us. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's a privilege to be here.